Hello. <laughs> Hi, Ben. Why are you looking at me like that? I love looking like at you. Like you want to taste way, me. Man. Yeah. Oh, let's not go that far. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go that far. <laughs> I'm just excited about where we're about to go on the questions. Yeah. Yeah. Feel Good Friday yeah. Q&A episode three. Yeah. This might be the greatest idea you've ever had, my man. This has been fun. This has been fun. Yeah. This is, it's, it's been football heavy, which is, you know, whatever. That's part of it. But you can tell, I mean, as the weeks have gone, yeah, last people, couple of weeks, yeah. the, the questioning have, are starting to go a little bit. They were all football. Yeah. Now they're going towards the business side yeah. of things, no, which, it's, it's been which I love. No, it's been fun. It's called growth. But, yeah. Thank you to everyone who submitted, um, by the way. This is, seriously, this has been a lot of fun. So question number one is from, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screw this name up, so have some grace. Gotcha. Listeners, have some grace. Cassia mm-hmm. Ivaner. Hopefully that was right. Cassia or Cassia? K-A-S-I-A. How would you say that? Cassia? 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 You think Cassia? 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 Yeah. Okay. We're going to go with Cassia, and how would you say I-V-E-N-E-R? Uh, I don't know. You lost me. Ivner. I'm going to say Ivner. Ivner. I'm going to say Kasha Ivner. There you go. Kasha, if that's how you pronounce your name. If not, send us a, you know what? Yeah. Send us a video. Yeah. Send us a video. video. Yeah, that's a great idea. Send, send Darren a video. a video on his Facebook page yeah. pronouncing it's your name, name the right, right way. Right. We apologize if we totally butchered that. Her question was, my favorite players, sorry, let me start over. Reading's pretty hard for me. Yeah. My favorite players are the ones I respect as people first. And although I may be biased, my dad went to ASU, mm. you doubles. and Pat Tillman are my are at the top of my list. Ironic, you were both linebackers at ASU who went on to excel as NFL safeties. Did you ever get the mm. chance to meet Pat? Yes. Met Pat a number of times in, in Cassia, hopefully I'm pronouncing your name right. That that's a great question. Uh you know, I've met Pat uh I I moved on and got drafted by the Cowboys and I watched Pat play in college and undersized outside linebacker, just incredible motor and, you know, had this want to. And if you've ever met, met Pat Tillman back, you know, when he was playing in those days in college, you always knew he was a little different. Um, he was a guy that had a chip on his shoulder, extremely smart kid. Like he knew he was present in the moment mm-hmm. and knew exactly what he wanted to get accomplished. And, you know, everyone was surprised. He had, there was money on the table. He had a big contract that was in front of him that the Cardinals were about to offer him up. But then he decided to, to go on to the military to serve his country. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were surprised. I was not that surprised. And if you knew Pat, you knew he had, there was more to life than just football. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the end goal and that wasn't his identity. So, uh, yeah, got to know him a little bit, not as a personal friend, but, you know, got to know him uh, in the offseason. And then when he made the transition to the Cardinals, we talked after all the game, every game, being some former Sun Devils, we always had a, had those conversations. But just, you know, man, a heart of gold, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for, for my kids, if I, if I ever wanted them to look up to someone, it would be a guy like Pat Tillman. Yeah, yeah. yeah and if you don't know who Pat Tillman is, he, as Darren alluded to, Played football in the NFL, ended yeah. up turning down, walking away from the NFL yeah. to go, like Darren said, to go join the military and, and serve his country and ended up uh, passing away doing that. Um, but, yeah, just touched. I, I obviously didn't know him at all. Yeah, he touched, touched great story. so many people mm-hmm. in that, that Phoenix area and beyond. I Is mean, he from Phoenix? No, he's from California originally. Okay. 
But, uh, you know, they do so many things. I mean, around Arizona State, they, you know, they have a statue out in the front. They have right near, near the stadium. And, um, you know, the locker room is named after him. And there's just – he, he yeah. just brought a lot of yeah. – his legacy will forever be li- yeah. live on. Sounds like he impacted a lot of people. Yeah, he did. In just a short amount you of know. time. That's a great question. Question number two is from Jerry Morales. How did you feel when George Teague tackled Terrell Owens when he disrespected the star in Texas Stadium? Jerry, that – look, man, <laughs> I, I go back on that, and it's a, a quick story. I actually got kicked out of the game. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, earlier on. I'm okay. not going to tell you why, but I got kicked out of the game. Did you mother F somebody? Yes. The ref? Yes. He, the head ref? He, he oh, had a yeah. black and white, you know, uniform on. But, he, yes, he got – he got uh, an earful, and I got kicked out of that game probably uh, about a quarter before this happened. So you got kicked out, just to be clear, you got kicked out of the game for talking to the ref in a disrespectful yes, manner? Yes, okay. something happened on the field, and I was upset, I kicked the ball. I mean, it was, uh, okay. it, let's not, that's, this is not no, about me. I didn't this know this. This is not this, about so my situation. You're being this childish. is about George T. You're being childish, okay. is what you're saying. Anywho, I got kicked out of the game, <laughs> and I was in the locker room, and George Teague, I'm in the shower. I get out of the shower and I'm putting my regular clothes on. And George Teague comes in and I'm like, "What in the world?" And I ask George, "What's going on?" He doesn't say anything to me. He goes and he gets in the shower. He wouldn't talk to me at all. And I'm asking him, "What are you doing?" And he would not <laughs> talk to me. But in the in in the locker room, they had these monitor TV monitors, and I'm looking at the TV monitors and I'm trying to find find out what the heck just happened, mm-hmm. right? Nothing, nothing. There's, they're not replaying it at all. Team comes in, um, a couple of individuals come in, and they tell me what happened. So I visually did not see it happen right. until after I went home that huh. night. I got home that night. and So George never told you. He never George never told me. The team was still out there playing. Yeah. What, I, what point in the game did he do that? It had to be. The second half? I think it was the second half. I can't remember exactly, but I'm almost certain it was the second half. And I sat there and watched. You know, I got home and I watched what it took place, taking place. And I was so proud of George. Because (laughs) here's the thing. George said something earlier in the game because T.O. was showing out. And, look, Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer. If you can't stop it. Then yeah, you just, hey, you can't. Yeah. What can you do, right? right. He just right. and he was torching our corners that day, man. Just killing our corners. He was making big plays, and and he did something earlier in the game. And George said, if he does it again, and I didn't see that. He went to the the little, little star in the end stood, zone yeah. helmet, and, and then jo- he, yeah. And, and then George he said, if he does level. it again, I'm knocking his ass out. That's awesome. And that's exactly what happened. And uh, if it wasn't George, man, I wish it was me. Yeah, honestly, I yeah. wish. And everybody always gets us confused. No, that was George Teague. Yeah, who actually did that. And then Emmett ran to the middle of the field, yeah, yeah. put the ball down. And did you got, see that in the that. locker room? Yeah, yeah. but I also so, saw the score. We got so side tangent. So when you get kicked out of the game, you go shower. Are you allowed back on the field in your street no, clothes? No, or you got to stay in the locker. But room? I got in trouble because I left. Oh, you're not allowed to leave either. Li- of, look, we were a five and eleven team. We sucked. We were the worst team. So you in bailed the on NFL. your boys. I didn't bail on them. I just got. <laughs> I was just so frustrated by. The, it wasn't – look, my, my frustration mounted from not just that moment, but preparation, kind of team we were. Mm-hmm. We just were not a yeah. good team. We, no, I hear you. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's, that's cool behind the scenes. That yeah. Wouldn't know otherwise. Uh, question three. J.C. Gonzalez says, it was an honor watching you play at Maryvale. 
even though I played at Trevor Brown, I assume mm. that's a rival. That is a rival. Okay. Down right. the street. What is Trevor Brown? What's their mascot? Uh, what are they? The Bruins or something? Wow. I don't know. Go Sorry. Bruins. Yeah. Go no. Bruins. I, I don't know what they are. We, we just slaughtered them every every year. That was it. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> On to the question. How honored were you to be enshrined in the Ring of Honor at Sun Devil Stadium? Go Devils. Man, that's uh, it, that was a great, uh, great day because I'm from the Valley. And like it was mentioned, you know, I lived in that Maryville area and I always had this, you know, place in my heart for, for Arizona State. Did and you go grow up going to games? Like, was that a thing? No, no. Was that I didn't, a thing we didn't have, hey, look. Well, I know, but. We're, but we're, we're both from, west, from the west side. Yeah. Both of us, he just asked that. We're both from the west yeah, side. Yeah, all three of us yeah, are yeah, from the west side. Guaranteed, yeah. but neither one of us went to, attended a game back there. Probably yeah. didn't have the money to do so. But, you know, just watched them over the years and. Uh, I remember being at Arizona State and and seeing some of the names that were up there, the Danny Whites and uh, guys that were way before me that were just great football players. And to to be enshrined in that, and and I went in with another great one, Eric Allen, who was a guy that was phenomenal. Uh, and before that was probably one of the best, if not the best guy, uh, football player from Arizona State. He was Randall McDaniel, who played for the Minnesota Vikings, Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. But you know his name was up there as well, so I just wanted to, I just wanted to be involved, man. That's you know that's something that my, you know my name will be up there for, yeah. for a long time, man. Yeah. So hopefully my kids you can see it as you well. You should have lied and said, no, oh, yeah, as a kid I used to go to that stadium all the time and dreamed about one day my name was going to be on that. No, I didn't. That'd have been a much better story. No, no, I just never but got. You just a said no. I, I could care less, honestly. Yeah. No, my I, name's up I'm there. Saying, that's cool. Whatever. No, what I was saying <laughs> is that I watched them on TV. I'm just telling the truth. I didn't have the money to go to those right. games back then, but I've right. always they always were in my heart. They were my favorite, you know, college yeah. football team. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right, switching gears, big time for these last two. So those were all football related. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is about you. Love those football related questions. I love them, man. I just love talking football. It's the greatest. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Julie Stevens, who, by the way, is one of our most active Instagram. Mm. I hate saying the word followers, but she is incredible. Right. With sharing the show, interacting. She's been been awesome. Yeah. Julie, thank you so much. Her question is, you guys talk a lot about starting business, but it takes money to make money. Mm -hmm. What if you don't have any? How do you start a business without your own money? Well, look, that's a great question. And, and a lot of us uh, out there, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that don't have, but there's a lot of entrepreneurs that don't have and find ways, right? Mm-hmm. Look, uh, I don't think there's uh, anything that I would can tell you that I could put, put my finger on and say, this is how you do it. and This is what you should do. I think you should find a way to get the gain knowledge. And if you have to intern with someone to gain that knowledge, if you have to uh, be around mentors who understand uh, the direction of uh, where you want to go, I, I think you gain the knowledge first. And I know money is what gets you there. But there's a lot of times you can start a business early mm-hmm. on without being totally funded. Yep. You know, I, I think part of it is if you are really passionate about it, then you probably work another job until you can save up to start the business. Right. And start and don't think that you have to start a business and be fully funded. You don't have to be fully funded. Just get started. Do all your research, get started and sometimes when you've done all your research, you can take it to friend, family and friends and raise a little capital based on the fact that you've done all the research, mm-hmm. you've proven the model. And people will actually see the confidence in you and they can 
maybe invest yeah. a little bit in you. I think you invest in yourself with your sweat equity, and then people will see that and invest in you. Yeah. So, I mean, but there's a there's a, a, a lot of a huge range of, of ways to to get the back financial backing. Sometimes it's banking, having a relationship with a bank if you need a small short term loan. But you know, there are there are a lot of people that have been highly successful who started off. Mm-hmm. with less yeah okay so let's drill down uh, just a second because you you have started companies you've obviously rubbed elbows over mm-hmm. the last 20 plus years with a lot of people who have started businesses so your your advice is is not just empty like you, this is legit from experience what's the way to start a conversation if you wanted to go to a family member or a friend or, or, or an investor you didn't have well, you didn't want to put your own money in. you didn't have yeah. the money but you wanted somebody to go you know invest a little bit in how do you even start that conversation? What's the first you thing can't, you tell you that person? Can't, you can't have that conversation until you're, I, my, I, my mentor used to say, until you're buttoned up. Meaning that that investor or that seed money or family money is saying, looking at you saying, you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You've done all the due diligence leading up to this moment. Right. Because if you don't know what you're talking about, who, who's going to just trust you with just giving money to you? It's not going to happen. They're not going to financially back you if you don't know right. or if you haven't painted the vision mm. to them to That's succeed good. and be successful. And most investors, I don't care if it's family, I don't care if it's your, your mom, your grandma, whomever, the way they're looking at it is, how am I going to get my money back? Yep. Is this a gift or a loan? If this is a business deal and it's a loan, how do I get my return back? Mm-hmm. That's how people are going to look at it. So you need to be buttoned all the way up. You need to do all your research. You need to figure out, do a financial model, have a business plan that you, and show them exactly how they're going to get their return back. Mm-hmm. If you can't show them that, then, hey, that's, that's a hard way yeah. to get started. Yeah, and, and something we didn't touch on, you, not only have you started businesses and you know a lot of people have, you've also been approached. Oh, Yeah. I can't tell you. I mean, it's probably multiple times a day you're approached yeah. with ideas and business opportunities and people wanting to bring you and, and wanting you to invest. So tag along with that question. What do you look for? Okay, obviously they need to have a business plan. They need to be buttoned up. But what are some of the intangibles that you look for? Passion. Passion. This is, this is, this is it. Like they burn the boats. Mm. If, if, if they're passionate about it, it, you see it, you feel it. Mm. If there's just if this is just a whole hum deal where you haven't done all the research, you haven't put a business plan together, but you just got this idea. Look, everyone has an idea, and I've seen a billion ideas, and ninety nine point nine percent of those ideas go nowhere right. without passion. If there's a passion behind it, if they've done everything possible, listen. There's going to be times when when you start a business, you're not going to know everything, but you can ask the right questions. Get, getting there, you can do all the little things that it. it possibly takes to get there and but if you have a passion about it and you've had that burn the boats mentality Mm -hmm. then i can rally behind that yeah yeah this is just one anecdotal experience but i don't know if you're familiar you are familiar i know we've talked about him before there's a there's a guy on social media named rob bailey and rob and his wife they were super invested in the um fitness space Mm. but he started his first it was a t-shirt printing company he started his first business in 2012, 13, for, with $400. Yeah. $400 is all he had. And now he's, they're doing millions of dollars of revenue every year. So he literally had, a, <laughs> I said, he said, I have $400 in my name. Yeah. I, I bought a printing machine or yeah. whatever you call it. Yeah. 
and away I went. So there's a lot of examples to your point of people who started with little to nothing, mm-hmm. or you can go the route of the investor. But like Darren's saying, make sure you're buttoned up, make sure you have a plan, make and sure you're passionate about it. Must make sure you're confident about right. what you're talking about. Make sure you're confident about, you know, your plan, your game plan, because, mm-hmm. you know, if you have doubts, people can see through that. A, a, a real investor can see through the fact that, yeah, this guy, or, you know, she may not be that confident mm-hmm. about, you know, the business plan that she has, that you have to have a passion and a confidence yeah. about What did Andy Frisella start his company for? I mean, it was nothing. Mm, nothing. Pennies. No, yes. Now, he yeah. was in a different life stage and that he didn't have family. Yeah. So he was able to eat shit for 10 years, basically. Right. right. So it, it is also going to be dependent on your life stage yeah. and, and what situation that you're in. So now that's good. See, those are the kind of questions you that like I like. those. Huh? I like those a lot. Yeah. Uh, just pulling the curtain back on this podcast that we're obviously wanting to, to grow and, and become a business. Mm-hmm. We didn't spend much. I mean, we basically bought equipment. That was about it. We, <laughs> we recorded in your house for a, yeah, a whole for a year. Time. I don't it's not like, I the comparison. It's not like that. big Darren, like <laughs> millions of dollars. We sunk a ton of money in this. We started as bootstrap as you could start. Yeah. And, but to your point, we just figured out a way. We just started doing it. Like, I, that, just that's exactly. It. Just do it. And like, we're, we still have barely any clue yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> as you can probably tell, but we're just figuring out as we go, at least we're, Putting one foot in front of the other, yeah. if you will. But you see, but, but when you see someone starting business, you know, starting a business, you see, you know, the first loss they may have, or the first no, and it stops them. Yeah, and debilitating. That's tough. That, they, that's that's a whole hey. discussion. Yeah. On because, and I don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole, but I, the phrase "every single day, every single minute" yeah. bugs me. Yeah. That's a that that phrase bugs mm-hmm. me because you're being disingenuous to the, the true struggle of starting something. Right. And you're acting as if you don't struggle with anything when you say that. Mm-hmm. I'm focused every single minute of every day. That's no, a lie. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's a no, lie. No, you're not. Yeah. So my point, I don't even remember my point in saying all that. But, oh, yeah, so to your point of you're going to hear no's. Yep. You're going you're gonna to come up with some friction. Yep. So to your point earlier about the passion aspect, if it's something that burns inside you, those little no's aren't going to mean much. Yeah. You're going to figure out a way. You're going to figure out a Nick way, Nick Bear man. is another previous guest. We had Bear Performance Nutrition. Mm-hmm. He was talking about his accountant. Three years, he was in the red. He wasn't making any money mm-hmm. for the first three years. His accountant said, dude, you need to shut this thing down. Mm. Like, this is not profitable. Right. And he said, for a split second, for just a half second, I thought, you know, he's right. Mm-hmm. And, I said, and then he thought for a second, he said, no, no. I'm not shutting this down. I'm, I love this. I see a future in this. I'm going to keep going. And then, you know, over a million dollars a month see, in revenue later. You're talking about Nick Bear, but what do you see in, in those? Like the one thing you always see in the young entrepreneurs that end up being successful is the consistency. Yep. Like there's got to be some type of consistency. Even though you hear no, you continue to go through. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a narcissistic mindset. Like, like you're in this world by yourself because – it's a lonely world, man. It really is because you're going to have family. You're going to have friends who are going to be critical of you. If you don't believe and you start to waver, that's it. It's yeah. done. Yeah. You start to waver and you, you push that stop button one day and you're like, ah, right, this isn't going to work. And then you decide a month later, well, let's try it again. Yeah. No, man. Yeah. Just keep fighting through those God, we need to, We need to dive deeper into that yeah. later on a different episode of – when nobody believes in you, yeah. like nobody, nobody yeah. even your closest relative, like mm-hmm. when nobody believes in you, what do you yeah. do? So stick yeah. around. We'll talk about yeah. that another time. Last question. This is from your boy, your brother, big Bobby, your brother from another mother, yes. but maybe the same father. We don't know. I, I don't know. Bobby, 
<laughs> he's a lot more. He's a lot, a little lot lighter, lighter than lighter I am. Tone? Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Bobby Boyer asks, Darren, after all the episodes and stories, do you still believe that an underlying trait of success is the quote-unquote dog mentality? Yes, and we just talked about it a little bit there. Is you know, thank you, Bobby. Thanks for that question. Yeah. Those last two, all the questions are awesome. We yeah. love you guys, but those last two, I'll, anyway. I love. I, I firmly believe that dog mentality has to be in you. And we just talked about that a little bit in that last one is that no doesn't always mean no. You keep pursuing, but whatever it is, you keep on pursuing it and understand that, that there are going to be times where you're going to be long, alone and you're going to have to scrap through this. Mm. You're going to have to do some things that you probably didn't think you were going to have to do. You know, you, you're going to have to go ask people that you probably didn't want to ask. Uh, you're going to have to do all the little things that it takes. And, that, and when we talk about a dog mentality, it's a mentality that, you know, are you going to allow people to eat off your plate? And that's, that's the big thing for me. Don't, don't allow people to eat off your plate. Don't allow people to just take things from you, take, take your confidence, take your swagger away from you. If you feel strongly about whatever it is, you be that dog and you go mm. get it. Mm. And I used to have a buddy of mine uh, on the football team. His name was Darren Hambrick. And he used to always say, don't let him eat off our plate. Get off that, dog. Get off that porch and hunt, dog. And I used to always think about that. Get off that porch and hunt. And I was thinking, man, that's that dog, dude. That's yeah. a, I mean, that's that part of you that once you get knocked down, you get your ass up and mm -hmm. go. And if you don't have that mentality, then you will never be successful because you're always going to be trying to hit the reset button at some right. point. No, man, just go. Yeah. You're in the green, go. Yeah. Yeah, it's that scrappy mentality. Yeah. It's that by any means necessary mentality. By any means necessary. Yeah. 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 You know, I'll say one thing this – podcast has taught me just a different we've talked to people from all walks of mm -hmm. life and it's it's amazing that they all have that mentality at the end of the day that dog mentality of yeah. just finding maybe they didn't have all the opportunities growing up yeah. maybe they didn't have every resource you could possibly have but they had something in them enough to be able to get it done yeah. and uh so yeah that's a, that's a great question it's a relentless you know, task, man, you just, you have to be relentless in what you want in life. Yeah. And this applies not only to business, but in school, whatever it may be that you really want to get accomplished. Family, you whatever. Family, you yeah. got to, you got to chase Whatever it, the goal. You got to chase it relentlessly. Mm -hmm. It's got to be a passion. Yeah. Love it. Love it. We did it. Yeah. Q&A episode I can't three. Wait. Next That's week. I'm already on next week, man. Yeah. Let's get it. Yeah. Keep, get keep bringing those football yeah. questions. We love them. <laughs> all questions will do just bring anything you have uh i just want to answer those questions and and look you know ben and i you know we we, we grab these questions and, and the reason why we do this is because we want to interact and and we want to build topics off our own show i think we just got a topic yep. that we're going to go through uh for the podcast but uh we want to continue to interact we want to continue to have these conversations and you know hopefully we can start sending uh some gifts out at some point yeah absolutely yeah all right, guys. Have a good weekend. Thanks again.